Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast, the last one of this epic run of shows. Dear God, am I tired and very cold on top. I'm Mr. Doc Davis. It's your kids, lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Doc Davis. Uh, how the devil are you? Yeah, I had my first genuine bit of embarrassment over my dome situation today Mm -hmm. uh, because it is not fully domed. There are still the massive wings on either flank of my head. And I have got when I've gone outside the house, I've worn a hat. That's been fine. Um, I now occasionally forget it's happened. I see myself in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Hi there me but i've especially today i've been pretty tired and the door uh, had a knock at it asos delivery some hats that we'd ordered <laughs> for my head i opened the i opened the door and the guy passed me the box and then he looked up <laughs> and I, I wasn't wearing a hat this is the first instance of someone just seeing it out of context mm. Oh yeah, and did he not what get, did was he crushing? Going, Are you Ollie Davis? No, he didn't. What was what was crushing is that he did the thing where he saw them, and he looked away, just try, just trying to style it out. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. I mean, I've got to be honest, man. I think it's a look, and I don't mm. like. I don't overly hate it. I think it might just be because you do look a bit like Doctor Wiley from Mega Man. You, you, you sort of look like a a wild-eyed scientist, you know, from from a nineteen eighties comedy movie, like Back to the Future, but like, but not Back to the Future. It's more like a, a producer with less money than Steven Spielberg saw Back <laughs> to the Future and was like, "Oh, I could make something like that," but for like a fraction of the budget. 
and and you would have been then cast in that doctor role because they the, the said the hair you've got. I I don't think it's completely terrible. Thanks, man. That means a lot. I, I I'm I'm looking forward to it going now. Um, <laughs> it's actually a reward. I've got a, what's what's happened is the the eyebrows for Quizzlemania eyebrows ha, the goalposts have shifted. So now it's not so much about the shaven of the rest of the hair. I don't care about that anymore. It's the shaven of the eyebrows. Just so happens to be on the week where I can go outside and go to pub gardens and we've got a wine bar booked on Saturday. Oh, we've got no. two pubs booked on Sunday. Oh, I'm no. seeing friends that I haven't seen oh, for a no. while. Oh, no. Adam is to blame for this. I, I really, Maybe we should just fire him because I just mm. think he keeps coming up with these terrible suggestions. I, I, yeah, and I'd be lying if I said I hadn't considered it. But <laughs> he's done it too. He did smooth yeah. Adam. Yeah, he did. But that was like still in the height of lockdown when we weren't going anywhere. And he just mm. didn't make videos. He just stopped making videos for a bit until his eyebrows grew back. Yeah, wore a lot of sunglasses. Exactly. Whereas you, <sighs> the, the consummate professional that you are, been making videos every single day. You'll make a video on Thursday when once you've had your eyebrows shaved. You'll do a video the following Monday, unless you've got that day off. You, like, but any day that you're not working, you will post a video up, mm -hmm. and you'll yeah. own it. And you've got to go to the pub twice and a wine bar. Wine bars are fancy, man. People are going to look at me and mm -hmm. just feel very sad for me. I think they don't know this was for charity. I think they'll just assume I've had a rough, rough time. It's a bit. It's been a rough lockdown. Do you know what? Do you want yeah. to get a T-shirt <gasps> that says like... I, ra I raised twenty thousand pounds for Carl? And like, <laughs> oh, people can sort of put two and two together. I've got that on order anyway. <laughs> I'm not a humble man. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I've forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> My brain's broken. <laughs> I, um, I was watching the news this morning after I did the the, the like uh, the news video with you. Uh, I went downstairs to have my breakfast, little bagel with some peanut butter, uh, and I watched the news. And here in the UK, our lockdown restrictions have been easing ever so gently. Every couple of weeks, a new thing or a new, like, new phase we enter into. Uh, and this week's phase was uh, pub gardens are open, non-essential shops are open. Um, so it's quite an exciting time. I'm off on I'm off work on Friday. I'm planning to go to Ikea. Ooh. It is a get-in-get-out job. I'm not dicking around. I'm going there with specific things in mind. I'm not, I'm not browsing. I'm going for just the things I'm after. I'm not even going to go into the shop. I'm just going to go straight to like the, the collection bits. Just go and get my bits and get the heckins out of there. For starters, it's in Croydon. It's an hour and a half away. So I've, I've, want to get in, I've, I've got a three-hour round trip. So I need, to make, I need to be in there for as little time as possible so I can get home and build it. The Swedes know, though. They've got a trap. You'll you'll go. Oh, oh! Actually, now that we're here, we do need some glass Tupperware, and you'll go in on, and you'll pick I'm it up. You'll get a trolley. I'm going on my own. I'm going on my own, and I'm I'm a man on a mission. Um, Ooh, anyway, so like it's dangerous. Space, so like there was um a news story uh, on this the, the news this morning because obviously yesterday was the first day the shops were open, and they went up to Newcastle. This was on BBC Breakfast. They went to Newcastle to do like a sort of a roving report interviewing people about you know lockdown restrictions easing and i don't think it was the most glowing representation of the northeast 
I don't <laughs> think it was. And I, I turned to my wife and I was like, could you imagine if you were another country? And you're like, I wonder how the UK is getting on with lockdown. So they go onto BBC World Service and what they see is a lad sat in front of a train station with KFC around and going like, oh, it's just great to be out the house, isn't it? Like, I'm just, I'm just quite happy to be out the house. It's just it's dead boring inside. But I'm now going to be KFC and I'm outside just sat on the yeah. floor. Like... Couldn't he do that anyway? Well, they, exactly. But they were like, you know, they can, you can go to a pub garden. But they weren't interviewing. Like, they just kept finding these people to be like. And it was just like, this guy was like, oh, I spent £300 in Primark, man. It's like, oh, dude. This wow. is not a glowing representation of the Northeast. Yeah, maybe maybe we should just go back into lockdown. <laughs> I want anyway. to. It'd be good for me. It'd be good for me if we could just yeah. actually... Four just, to six weeks is the average eyebrow regrowth time. It's not, not that I've Googled it. Six weeks, surely. I think it'll be done in three. With your with your hair rate growth, mm-hmm. it'll be three. I'd be amazed if it's like They're three thick days. Thick and bushy. Yeah. yeah. They might come back thicker and bushier, though. That would be the, <laughs> the only thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Homer having a shave. It just pops back out. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's get on with the show itself. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Raw was crap. Here it is. Was that the word? Oh, Rich is still on the on the stream with us. Get out of here, Rich. Get out of here, Rich. <laughs> get out of here. The sort of disembodied voice that talks to us in our ears. Was that the worst Raw after Mania of all time? I'll, I'll, I'll say yes. Yes, quite comfortably. Was it the worst Raw this year? Yes. Yes, it was that too. And that's saying something. It's been a terrible oh. year for Raws. Oh, we've had three bad weeks. Back to back bad weeks. One out of five. One out of five. And this week... For the first time ever, I gave Monday Night Raw zero out of five. I broke my own scale. Look at me breaking my own scale. <laughs> Is it the worst Raw of all time, though? No, I don't no. think so, because I lived through the celebrity guest host, Heel Michael Cole, John Cena on top era. Mm-hmm. And that was so bad. Because the wrestling wasn't there either. There was no in-ring wrestling. It was terrible. So everyone who's saying worst Raw of all time, WWE have been worse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Amazing like that. But I am Mr. Davis. I'm joined by lukewarm Luke Owen. We're going to be talking about what the... Well, talk talk about the the gimmick. We don't know what's the worst thing. Okay, so we had, you know, we were kind of discussing about what to put on the thumbnail. You know, what was the worst thing on this show in a series of bad things? Like, what was the worst thing on this episode? And it was like, yeah, it's probably the tag match. I don't know, but there was also the riddle thing. There was the Damien Priest being pinned by Miz in his pants. There was, um, uh, what was the other one? The new oh, day retrib- promo. Bloody retribution. Bloody yeah. retribution of the, in the main event beating up new members of the Herb business or whatever the smeg. Anyway, so what we thought, is we're going to put it to you guys. We're going to put it to you lot. There is a poll that is now uh, going to be up on this stream. You will do exclamation mark. Uh, can you remind me, Rich? Is it exclamation mark vote? And then what you want to vote for. Um, so your four options are Matt Riddle, 
Uh, yes, yeah, so you do exclamation vote space riddle if you think that Matt Riddle being pinned, uh, being squashed by Bobby Lashley was the worst thing. Hashtag vote Nia Jax if you think the tag match was the worst thing. Exclamation point vote um, retribution if you think that was the worst thing. And exclamation vote, what was the fourth one? Oh, so uh, Priest. Damien Priest. Uh, so it's exclamation mark vote Priest, if you think that was the worst thing. Get your votes in. Sorry, that was a very bad explanation. I'm very tired. Yeah, we, we have not slept this much over the weekend. We're at the end of it now, though. Um, I am going to do... Oh, Beer52. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Please, everyone in the UK, go over to that link in the video description below and order yourself a free case of eight craft beers because Lord knows you're going to need it if you continue to watch Raw. Usually, at this point, Luke and I would go, ooh, let's sample a little tipple of this nice little Belgian brew. We can't do that because we had to drink it all last night to get through this utter crap show. I'm going to put forward my opening argument for the women's tag match. It is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I was very tired after last night's episode of Raw, and then I had to stay up for an extra hour to write the script. I went to bed, and then, you know, I've only got two hours to sleep before I have to get up and film it all. I couldn't get the sleep because I was so annoyed by this. Dude, I was the exact same thing. I was going to say this to you. I went to bed because I, I got to bed at around about like five o'clock in the end because I was doing like the ad breaks and stuff in that. And I was, I was chatting with Sean. So I got to bed about five, uh, 5 a.m. And I just laid in bed. And all I could think about was this Megan Tag match. And I couldn't sleep. I was just laying there, just getting more and more annoyed at it. Mm. I've got to say, I'm seeing a lot of votes for vote Naya Space Jax. That's not going to count. If you want to vote for it, Nia Jax is one word, and I'll tell you why. So earlier on, we had Mandy Rose come up to Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, who were re-watching the clip of Mandy Rose slipping on the entrance ramp because screw Mandy Rose, right? That embarrassing moment. Of all the things that organically get over in WWE and they resist it so much, why do they focus on the ones that are most humiliating to their performers? Oh, that's right, because it's run by a madman who has a very immature sense of humour and is ultimately a bit of a bully. I think we can all agree. I am going to come to the defence of this early doors. And you know why I'm going to come to the defence of this early doors? Because at least it's a storyline reason for these two teams to be having a smegging mm, match, which we okay. have not had, which we have not had previously in the seven previous months that these lot have been feuding. We have not had a reason for them to have a match. But now we have at least got a reason. So that has got to be some form of positive, right? Don't you don't you test me today, Luke? <laughs> I've, I've, I've got no time for this chat. So what happened? Mandy Rose comes up to Naya, and Naya is like, be gone, Shayna. You're like, why? Oh, because the way this is set up, we can't have Shayna there because Mandy and Dana are going to attack Naya. No reason. Utter, utter crap. Utter crap. So lazy the way this is staged. And Mandy does a little bit like, uh-huh, well, I can laugh at myself. It's You know, it's bad when you don't expect stuff's going to happen. Boom, slaps Naya Jax. Cool, okay, yeah. This is This is standard raw by now, you know. It's crap, but it's the usual level of crap. Dana Brooke then steps 
out from what is presumably a foot behind the camera, so in full view of Nia Jax. The way that WWE's backstage areas work is utterly humiliating. It's like an embarrassing to watch as a viewer. And they both beat up Nia Jax, push her into a wall. They walk off. Nia Jax just stands right back up. So far, so normal crap WWE. This comes into a match, a tag team match between them both. You're right, Luke. They have a reason to have a match. I mean, it is it is the base level of wrestling booking, and they achieved that. And so, and in in the past three weeks of Raw, you've got to consider that a win. You're right. You're right there. It it, it is like yeah, they they really understand the fundamentals of wrestling booking going by this match as an I example. Am- I do not want to come across as the negative one on this show. So I am I am grabbing at low-hanging fruit of what I can give some praise. All right? Okay. Give okay. So no so Nia Jack stumbles. Uh, it's it's you know it it was a work. It was a work stumble. It wasn't funny, but who cares? You know this is this is what WWE do. Uh, and the finish of the match is Nia stumbles. She falls off the apron. Ha ha, my hole. She doesn't scream that, but that's what it's alluding to. The, the heels getting the comeuppance here so far. So normal crap WWE. Crap, but nothing out of the ordinary, really. What happens next is Mandy. This is her getting her, you know, the, the heels getting the comeuppance here. Mandy should get the revenge here. And, you know, maybe maybe pin Dana? Sorry, pin Nia and Shayna? But she doesn't. She stands up and she backs up the ramp away from the match with Dana Brooke, her tag team partner. And they're both going like, nah, nah. It's nah. not worth it. It's just not worth it. And do you know why it wasn't worth it, Ollie? Do you know why it wasn't <laughs> worth them getting in for the rest of this match? Because like they were started backing up the ramp and you and I said, oh, is the match just over? Well, then the referee started counting. And Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose just kept on walking. And the referee counted one, two, all the way through to 10. Ring the bell. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler win via countout. And then Byron Saxton, the babyface commentator, said, it's just as good as beating them. Look at the message they sent. It's just as good as beating them. How on earth did this get put down on paper and then become a reality? Poor Byron Saxton to have to say, because he's got, you know, someone yelling in his ear, tell them you need to say the line, this is better than beating them. Because I tell you what, Smegan wasn't. Beating them is better than beating them. This made everyone look like absolute chump stains. So why the Smeg should I care if they get a rematch now? Why should they get a rematch? They lost. They lost by a count out. They lost because they ran away. This was, this was diabolically bad, right? I just, I, I'm, I'm without words. I've said all my words. I feel, um, it just, it really is like you know. At the end of the day, this is a little prick out of the water. You know, like an ice prick that's going to sink a Titanic. Because underneath it, while it looks like insignificant and throwaway on on the surface. Deep down, this is symbolic of a company that does not believe in context or plans or truth or facts or any coherent form of storytelling and week-to-week, month-to-month character progression. It is just what serves me in the moment. Outside of a few special cases, people like Roman Reigns, who are incredibly well-treated and booked, everything does not 
matter. And in this sport slash medium that we all love, professional wrestling, you need credibility more than anything because it's fake. It's predetermined. Mm -hmm. And we need to like, if, if, if we can't believe it's real, what is the point? I would not watch this show. I've said this so many times. I would. I, I don't like Raw now. I hate it. I hate this part of my job. I hate that we have to watch it. I'm seriously considering giving it to Pete and Tempest. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll give you one week of NXT. Let's do a switcheroo. I, and I grew up with WWE. And, and it, it, it's annoying me that it's this thing. It's like this stupid, inconsequential women's tag match finish that doesn't mean anything that's broke me. I don't know why it's this thing in particular that is making me so, so pissed off. But it just... I, I feel like it's personally insulting and everyone so insulting. should feel insulted. Yeah. And there were people coming to the defense of it. People like, no, they were that, I don't, but you know what it reminded just, me Just of? ignore no, those people. No, but you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the Gary Garber, bloody Cedric being the janitor and him coming out dressed as the janitor and being beaten by Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. And then afterwards being like, yuck, yuck, yuck. I guess we won when they did it. And everyone was like, he saved an old man's life. He uh, he proved Shane McMahon wrong, and he. I was like, no, he didn't. He got beat. He got beaten squarely in the face. He got kicked really hard in the face, and his mouth was bleeding. He did not win this match. And then it's like you look at this here, and it makes me so mad that this company just this company thinks this is a win. That this made the baby faces look so good and the heels so stupid. And next week, Nia Jax is going to go out and be like, "Oh, you walked away. I want another match." And I was like, well, why do I want to see them have another match? Because the baby faces ran away when they had the opportunity for a fight. They literally ran away like scaredy cats. And we're supposed to think they're credible challenges. This was, I'm, I'm trying so hard not to swear. I so hard. I went, to, I went to the thesaurus to find other words that I could use. And I've got a list of them. I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it tripe, guff, cobblers, flapdoodle. It's a genuine one. Tommy Rot. It was just. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen in professional wrestling. That a comp that a, the biggest wrestling company in the world presented this as a legit segment on a wrestling show. And what angers me the most is why do I care? Why yeah. do I care? It's the women's tag titles. It's Mandy Rose and the other one. It's Nigel. Why do I care? Why am I so annoyed by this? But I am. I was so annoyed. And I, could, I was, couldn't sleep. And I don't know why I care so much. It's so frustrating. So what would you say is, uh, I, I think at the moment, Jax is winning quite handsomely in the poll for the worst thing. Uh, was this the one that annoyed you most on the show? I think it's not even Priest close for me. I think Damien Priest. Really? Well, this, is by, this is by far the worst thing in terms of like booking a segment, like a, a, an outright failure of a segment from start to end. This was it, right? Like there's, I think there's no denying that. But the Damien Priest one, it feels like actively more damaging. Because like no one gives a smeg about Dana, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. No one cares about no, no one cares about a jot about the tag titles. But there was a possibility that people could have cared about Damian Priest. And we've actually spent the last three to four months as I'm going to use air quotes here, building 
Damian Priest by associating him with Bad Bunny so he could get the big win uh, over Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania. As it turns out, really, it was just, well, we want to put over Bad Bunny, but Bad Bunny's gone now. And you suck without Bad Bunny. So now you're just going to get pins because Miz, of all people, needs to get his heat back, I guess. And now he's just going to go on. And, and like, so this feud that was done is continuing because now Priest got pinned. And it was, it made him look like such a chump. And it is like, it's just another NXT call up that has been absolutely bollocksed. A good opportunity was right there. He's a tall guy. He's got a great look, a great move set. He's actually a half decent promo. And they've just bollocksed it because for no reason whatsoever. And that's, that's actively annoying. So just to give a full rundown of this segment, it was Miz and Mrs. and Morrison. So a Miz TV segment with Maurice as the special guest. Whole reason is because Miz and Mrs. had its season premiere or something after Raw. I wonder if that played into the decision to give Miz the win. I don't know who can watch this and watch Miz in his pants and go, oh, I've got to watch this. Pin someone else. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be Damien Priest. Epic Grand Metalik. It could be Umberto Carrillo. Why did I have to be priest? I'm sweating, mm. by the way. Yeah. So uh, they all spoke about, you know, oh, Bad Bunny was great, wasn't he? They oh, just all said so that great. for about five <laughs> minutes. Uh, it seems like they're teasing a Morrison split as well. I actually think Morrison's really good in this. He's kind of doing the sort of jilted best friend thing, but kind of trying to make the best of it. Uh, and they, Morrison and Miz, have a handicap match against Priest. Morrison and Priest is really good. Miz is, you know, what he is these days. And Priest strips him because Miz was dressed for an interview segment in his suit. Priest strips him, but uh, that backfires because he's distracted by Maurice. Miz rolls him up, feet on the ropes, pins Priest in his underpants. Yeah, half-dressed with his trousers round his ankles. The Miz pinned Damien Priest after Damien Priest got that big WrestleMania moment. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't Priest's WrestleMania moment, was it? It wasn't about Damien Priest. It wasn't about The Miz. It wasn't about Morrison. It wasn't about WWE. It was about Bad Bunny. It was about <coughs> WWE masturbating over Bad Bunny and the, and the, the, the modicum, the tiny amount of outside uh, media attention that they got off Bad Bunny being there. Because, like, Triple H didn't go up to Priest and be like, what an amazing job you did at WrestleMania. No, he approached Bad Bunny and gave him a, a microphone dildo so he can go on his trucks back to his, his tours or whatever he is, his home planet. They didn't care about Damien Priest. So he's just another Keith Lee. He's just another Alistair Black. He's just another Ricochet. He's just another Bobby Roode. He's just another Smeganel. There's so many of them. Yesterday in the chat, people were like, man, I hope Adam Cole debuts on the main roster tonight. I'm like, why would you want that? Why on earth would you want that at this point? It's it's the three-week push. And I was so... You, you were right. You were so right when you said his three-week push is coming to an end. And I was like, I think they've got... I think they're high on him. I really did think they, they see something in him. I was very much wrong. He is nothing but a lad on the roster. Just another one of the lads now. I just... There's nothing else to cling to. You're like, oh yeah, but this guy, he's big. He, he 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 he's impressed people backstage. Keith Lee, Damian Priest, and this is what happens to them. Dominic Dijakovic, you know, mm -hmm. like who can care? And people always say to me, you know, oh Ollie, you 
you love AEW so much. Why don't you love NXT as much? I did. I, I, you know, it was a huge NXT mark. But this is why. It's like, what's the point of watching a promotion that says next, you know, this is the next generation of people that you should keep an eye on because they're going to be the breakout stars of tomorrow. Or this is grassroots stuff. It's only going to get better from here when you always know the destination. And that is a lifetime of under mid-card mediocrity. Mm. And I just, I, I, I'm over it. I can't do it anymore. Like, uh, I hate this show. Yeah, I hate this show. Um, so you're, you're saying, Priest, what have we got on the... We'll cover I mean, the Nia other Jax two is, options as we go through. Nia Jax has comfortably won. Uh, I think it's currently at 61% of the vote, yeah. 62% of all. It's, it's very much comfortably won, uh, the Nia Jax thing. And I think that's fair enough. Because as I said, it was, actively ter- it, was, <laughs> it was actively terrible. And I'm sure there will be some, <clears throat> some people that will say, oh, well, Miz works you. Miz, Miz got the heat. But, mm. but he didn't. Because my heat's with WWE. I don't want to see Priest beat Go away, uh, Miz. Yeah. You know why I don't want to see uh, uh, Priest beat Miz? Because I already saw it. I literally saw it two days ago. I mm-hmm. actually saw it when he debuted on the main roster. Well, literally no interest in watching them have another match. This was... Well, there's another word I can use. One second. What hmm. can we use? Total defecation. Yeah, that's the uh, WrestleMania's total defecation. I think that's the pay-per-view that comes after Backlash. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We have had... 
understandably, loads of hyper chats. Get your hyper chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll get to all of them in this group therapy session. Uh, we'll read every single one out before the end of the show. And please also do go and support our wonderful friends over at Beer52. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Everyone in the UK, you get yourself a free case of eight craft beers. And heavens know, heaven knows do we need it now. Mm. Um, Anthony Velasquez, really bad Raw after Mania. Didn't feel special at all like they should. I literally have no words to describe this show. Here's to hoping SmackDown is good this week. I know NXT will deliver. Dave Donaldson. Finish a 10-hour night shift to watch this? What a crap roar. Mediocre returns, terrible comedy with women's division. I fell asleep during the Firefly Funhouse and couldn't be bothered to rewind. Feel bad for you two having to watch this crap live with no skipping. Dave Donaldson again. Final point is I can't go to bed on a negative. You guys have made the weekend fun watching the pay-per-views with all your live streams. has been a blast. Keep up the good work. Jam that jam. Ball that ball. Smooth Ollie. Uh, but he's back again, Dave. Final, final thing. What the hell was that commentary team? Makes me miss Tom Phillips and Joe. Hashtag not Tom's voice was grating to me. I ended up watching with headphones and music on, only to pause for promos, which I hadn't bothered. Right, that's it. I'm off to bed. Uh, thank you, Dave, for joining us through the weekend. Um, Sean Breslin, out there theory, are WWE actively trying to bury the mystique of Raw after Mania and make it less special to punish fans for trying to hijack the show with chance? I've thought this since Raw after Mania 35, when Seth and Kofi became a tag team. It would be a very WWE thing to do <coughs> to, you know, take something that is actively popular by its fans and be like, no, nah, let's just stop that. It's, you know, one fall. People enjoyed doing the one fall thing, right? Yeah. And everybody were like, no. You stop having fun. I don't. You're. That's not a thing we invented. So stop doing it. I. Leon Quashy. Sure, sure, sure might be right there. Leon Quashy. The sheer disappointment and disillusionment in Luke and Doctor Davis's faces when watching Raw. They need more Khan coin. Zero out of five. Also, that uh, Takashita Limelight match on AEW Elevation was great. Well worth watching the whole show for that. I'm down for more. I've heard lots of people rave about that match. I, I, and I need that. I need that in my veins right now. Uh, Sam Mort. It's such a shame. Uh, there's many wrestling podcasts that like to be negative, but you guys are so positive and have to put in the title every week, worse this, worse that. That shows how awful Raw has been for months. Uh, and he says again, dang, Dang Twitter, making me hyped, thinking Samoa Joe was going to have a big return angle, laying out Bobby to close the show. Instead, we got Nia Jax falling over and Riddle being annoying. Also, where were Sheamus, AJ and Omos? Keep that momentum. Sheamus was on Raw Talk. A lot of people made that, wanted to make that abundantly clear he was on Raw Talk. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. Oh, dear. RIP Monday Night Raw. I said I couldn't bring myself to watch Raw till four, and so sorry you lads had to. Thanks for watching so we don't have to. I just watch NXT and AEW now. Vince won't change things. I'm happily wearing my FTF top today. Jam that jam. Michael Rivera. It's good to see WWE take your guy's joke of backlash and do it, lol. I rolled with laughter when I saw Priest get rolled up. I thought Vince was high on him, and the tag match was to get him over. <clears throat> Zachary T. Robinson WWE is akin to a school bully They repeatedly hit us every single week With utter crap Then mockingly use their hands to stroke us But maybe offering something good interesting Before hitting us square in the gut again Zero out of five Very well deserved Leon Quashy again That's it Mr. Davis Give in to the hate The anger Become the heel you're always meant to be Use your power and force two of your colleagues to review Raw Do it do it, do it. 
Also, this role was not the best for new viewers above the age of nine. I am so curious to see what the ratings for this show are going to be. Bear in mind, last like the last time we used the title "Worst Raw After Mania," it was the 2019 one with the, that Seth and Kofi thing. That show drew what was actually considered to be a huge win of three million viewers. That was like a massive success because they were doing really bad numbers up until that point. So let's see what this one does. It, it'll be this. It'll be 1.7 million. It, it'll be the same. It's been the because this they've they've got their audience. Look, we're all here. We're, we're part of the problem. We're going to keep watching. Colby Dennis, this reminds me of 2017 when the bar interrupted the unification match that was never going to happen. Either way, Becky to SmackDown, thanks for all you guys do. You guys are great. Thank you. I think it means 2019, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe Becky to SmackDown. I, I'm finding it very difficult to get excited about anything right now. Ket, was anything on this show worse than when the bar ran in during the Kofi Seth match two years ago? Yes. Uh, quite a few things, I think. I, I was that—that that was my benchmark for the worst before this show, and and this mm. show topped it like two, three times. Caleb Maldonado, with Joe not showing up on Raw, it gives me a little hope he'll show up on SmackDown to start a feud with Roman. But knowing this company, that hope is in vain. Keep up the great work, and Mr. Davis, peen that peen. Um, I think Joe Roman is someone they protect though, and and Joe is a solid hand. I think we could see that. Uh, Reese Dix, first time Ultra Chat from Australia. In regards to this episode, Billy Kay put it perfectly. You gotta be f wording joking me. Do they actually want us to watch or not? Having said that, we are a bunch of sheep who will tune in next week anyway. Oh yeah, we'll all be here next week. Every single one of us will be here next week. Um, let's let's get away from that for now and do the play by play review of the show. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Uh, get all of your hyper chats in. We'll read out every single one of them. And we have the final results of our opening poll. Can you see them? I can't do indeed. Yeah, it is. Uh, Nia Jax won with 62% of the vote. Matt Riddle had 6%. Damien Priest, 13.5% of the vote. And Retribution was 18% of the votes. That actually came in second. God, of all the other things, I feel Priest, Jax, I feel like those are worse. Mm. But let's get on to it. Let's go from the top. Uh, Bobby Lashley arrived in an orange suit, looking pretty dapper. The idea here, this was earlier in the day, was to make Bobby look like a megastar, I guess. He, he arrives, they've got Umberto Carrillo... And Grand Metalik just standing there. And I was like, are they trying to send a message to Andrade, who's been very vocal about WWE wasting Mexican talent? Like, yeah. they were just, it was them two, and just a, a woman who I assume is a producer on, on WWE asking for an autograph. I'm like, this is just so lazy and low effort. Also, why were Carrillo and Metalik there? to celebrate and like and they, they'd be like oh welcome boy like fist bumping bobby lashley why were career and meta league doing that what of their characters would say like well we need to go stand by the door and wait for bobby to arrive here so we can fist bump him is anyone else joining us that feels like a sort of that feels like a thing we should all do and then matt riddle walks up to do some comedy and like 
and this actually, I was like, oh, wow, that's a really interesting program, Postmania. Bobby versus Riddle. I could actually be down with that. Two MMA guys. That could be a really fun thing. No more fool me. It was actually so Bobby Lashley could have a 10-minute squash match against Matt Riddle. Who has, who, whose chips did Matt Riddle piss on to, like, get this? Dude, who has he pissed off? Uh, yeah, so I... He lost the US title the previous night in a stonking match with Sheamus. And here he was just, yeah. Weirdly, I was listening to Wrestling Observer and Brian Alvarez said Lashley took 98% of the match. That was the exact same percentage I said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, this was a very boring for a squash match. There's a reason squash matches go short because they don't function as lengthy bits of TV. It was just... We said at the time, like, we don't like to say the word bury that often because I feel like it does get overused. This was a burial of Riddle. Yeah, this made Matt Riddle look like an absolute chump. Like, not as a credible threat. And it is, um, Sean was saying this in his The Fightful Review, is the biggest mistake Matt Riddle ever made was be funny in front of Vince. Because that's what he is now. Like, once you're funny, you're not doing anything else but being funny. And you're now just a comedy nerd. And that's what he is. He's not an MMA fighter. He's not a serious wrestler. He's a nerd that rides on a scooter and gets beaten up by the bigger boys. That's what Riddle is now. Uh, Adnan Verk is our new lead play-by-play guy, by the way. Uh, Corey Graves has joined him, along with Byron Saxton, for this new Raw announced team. Quite a few people didn't like Verk. Vink out of the gate or Verk? I've written his name Verk, down. I, I think his name is yeah. No, no, I think his name is Verk. Yeah, uh, I. It's it's exactly the same as all the other shit WWE commentary. Sorry, <laughs> came out, came out, oh, slipped man. out. Damn it! There's my one. I've got a sense of that, and the and the and the edited version. Sorry, right? man. I, I, this, it's fine. I feel bad for him. Is is what I would say because he had a you know he had a bad first night. I think that he's apparently he's from like baseball or something. So, and he's not up to date with the current product. So he doesn't know who many of the people are, which is why he called the Viking experience, the Viking express. Cause he doesn't know who they are. He doesn't know who any of these lads are. And no, he's no, so, thinking, sorry, sorry. Are, you, are you doing a serious defense of a professional lead commentator on a nationally televised no. show for not knowing who people are? Wait till I, wait till I get to my points. And why I feel bad for him in all of this. Because there were other times when he would start a sentence and then stop it halfway through. And I was like, well, that's a very weird thing to be doing. Until I thought about it, and I was like, oh, it's because someone is talking to him in his ear. Because the way that WW produce commentary is they just talk over you while you're talking. Producer Rich isn't talking to me right now. He isn't saying things to me in my earpiece to try and confuse me and tell me to kind of move on. We've got other means to do that. But then the way that WW produce commentary is you just yell at people. You just yell at people to do and say the things that you want them to say. It's why Mick Foley stopped doing it. He was like, it's the worst job I've ever had in WW was trying to do commentary. I don't know how anyone could possibly do it. And so I think this poor lad is out there being like, oh, I'm going to start making this point. And then Vince McMahon, whoever it is, or Bruce Pritchard or Kevin Dunn, just starts yelling at him down the microphone. So he just stops what he's saying so he can listen to the instructions that he's been given. It's an unnatural way of doing commentary. And I think that made him stumble. And I I think that made him then do a bad job. So yeah, I do feel bad for him because it's not his fault that WWE is a terrible company. 
Uh, Rhea is chatting to Kevin Patrick backstage. This is all very wooden. She's calling the brutal world order now and she's ready for Asuka. The Viking Raiders came back. That was a fun little return. Nice to see Ivar and Eric. Uh, they had a good match with Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin and won. Um, but, you know, ultimately they've done nothing with Eric for over a year. Well, under a year since Ivar's been injured. They were never really doing anything with them before that. Doesn't whoa, fill whoa, me with whoa. hope. They were, they were feuding with the Street Profits in like, yeah. turkey legs and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't wait for Ivar to do all that comedy again where women find him attractive. The joke being Vince McMahon doesn't think he's attractive. Uh, and, you know, Cedric and Shelton lost. Uh, but, you know, they had to break up the Hurt Business. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Oh, when we just get to that. Charlotte also returned. Um, she returned as a baby face. The Thunderdome crowd were cheering her. And then she went on a long promo where she described how she wasn't welcome at WrestleMania. They did this thing that I don't like where they tiptoe around a thing uh, and never actually say concretely enough what the thing is. I imagine this left a vast majority of the viewers utterly confused about what she was saying. It was, you know, she she was pulled off of WrestleMania for backstage reasons. Andrade was released, her fiancé. They, they never said any of this explicitly. It was just all hinted at mysteriously, which is not a good way to tell stories. And there was a fun bit where she did, you know, seem to have a little shoot moment where she said, oh, I bet all the women in the locker room were really excited uh, that I wasn't around but now she's here, she's the queen, nonsense, 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 and she ran through a load of the women's division that she's going to beat and ended on bliss. I like the promo. I thought the promo was actually really solid. She's a heel again, and that's a good thing. That's good. She's a, she's a dreadful baby face. So yeah, make her a heel. She's more comfortable being a heel. Her character is better suited to being a heel. I would much rather this than her pretending to be Asuka's friend or feuding with Lacey Evans over boning her dad. Like, this is a much, much better Charlotte Flair, right? Like, if those are my options, I'm picking this Flair. The 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 sort of, like, the, the pacing of this, I felt, was weird. The promo was well long. Also, you should have done the promo after the match, because we then got Asuka versus Rhea Ripley who had a quite a sloppy match i would i would say it was full of like a lot of mistimed spots it was not it i don't think it was as good as their wrestlemania match which also struggled because it didn't have a, a third act and then at the end of it charlotte just runs down and causes a dq so surely a much better and more effective way of this would have been to have the match charlotte's return is in the dq for the surprise and then she cuts the heel promo as opposed to gets a baby face reaction cuts a heel promo then does the heel thing I, I felt it was a bit out of order, but, you know, to take away a positive, Charlotte's a heel now. And now that Charlotte's in the picture, they may take the women's title seriously. Yeah, Charlotte being a heel is a good thing. I I get the sense the long game is Bliss versus Flair. I think that was the original plan for WrestleMania, um, but it got derailed for a bunch of reasons. I think that's what they're going to do. Build up Bliss as this new super dark force to eventually... But they're, I mean... Everyone's a heel, aren't they? Uh, speaking of Bliss, we got her Playhouse segment where she explained that she did indeed turn on The Fiend, like I said when it happened, like I said when Roman Reigns turned heel. I know when people turn heel. That's my superpower. 
And it was a good performance from Bliss. Uh, she's very good in this role. She explained how the darkness that was unlocked inside her has given her, you know, new sort of superpowers. And she found her new friend, Lily, which is a little creepy puppet. Yeah, apparently it's a biblical reference. Uh, like to Lilith or something, who was like the original wife of Adam or something before. But, but apparently it's a biblical thing. I'm not well up on my Bible studies, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm, a very, I'm a very bad Protestant child. Um, but yeah, like it's so just to re recap this very, very briefly um, Alexa Bliss joined The Fiend last year, and then Randy Orton burned The Fiend alive. Alexa Bliss feuded with Asuka for a couple of weeks then we're feuding with Randy Orton and then used her supernatural powers to bring the fiend back with black goo and Jack in the box It's box like structures to apologize and sort of hocus pocus stuff because she wants to bring the fiend back. So the fiend could get his revenge on Randy Orton for setting him on fire at TLC. She succeeded in doing that by bringing him back. And then she cost the fiend the match at WrestleMania so that Randy Orton could RKO him once and pin him ending that feud and ending the relationship between Fiend and, and Alexa Bliss. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, that makes no sense. That's a terrible story. That's that's really inconsistent. Why on earth would it be so bad? Well, the answer is quite simple. As Sean Ross Savage reported, it's because they're making it up as they go along. There is no end game for it. The talent kept asking, what is the end game of this feud? And they were never given an answer. From TLC, from day one of this, they've never had a direction. They've never known where they were going week to week. They had no idea. And Fiend was supposed to win at Mania. And apparently, like, hours before the show, that was changed to Orton winning and, like, Bliss doing the company. Over the weekend, this idea came about. Vince and Pritchard loved it. But they've got no direction for it. So they don't know what they're doing with Bliss. Apparently, they don't know what they're doing with Bray either. Because Bray's promo later said that he felt like he was moving on from Alexa Bliss. Randy Orton's moved on from her. So we're now just ended it. And it was crap from start to end. Absolute. And I feel bad for the people who were trying to invest in it and try to pretend that it was good and it made sense. Because I think WWE are just slapping them in the face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very well put. Um, after that, we had the Miz and Mrs. stuff, which we've covered with Priest. And then we had the tag match. Good grief. What oh, a what run of content oh. that was. Bloody MVP. Hell had an almighty address. We got the standard Drew came out, Randy came out, Braun Strowman came out, Adam Pierce books a, a three-way to main event the show to crown the number one contender. Uh, you liked Drew's promo. He, he cut a good promo. He did cut a good promo, yeah. He's good. Uh, he had a nice line where it was like, it was going to come down to three things, Claymore, Hurtlock, and who made the first mistake. And I made the mistake. I'm, I'm man enough to admit that. I thought it was a decent promo from, from Drew. After that, we got Elias and Jackson Riker starting to do a sort of performance thing. The New Day interrupted them. Unfunny comedy. New Day came across as utter heels doing a sort of hit joke hypocrite uh, gag. But I thought they come off, come off as incredibly unlikable and obnoxious. Uh, also, they started doing a whole shame thing that Elias and Riker have brought shame on the tag division. I do not look at Riker and Elias as tag wrestlers to me they've always been two singles guys who who, who, are, yeah, who are thrown together uh, and they've never had like any tag matches i'm like what the what and and this and like 
I think the wrestlers are just given stuff. They just show up and, and an hour, two hours before the show, and they're told, you're facing this person. This is the finish. Uh, here's your script. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, we've heard this story from Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. Like, this is how the creative process works in WWE. And you, as a performer, are like, oh, my God, this is terrible. It's constantly changing. What can I do so I don't look like an idiot and at least take a little bit of pride in my work? Because I think all the people here, Byron Saxton, Fink, Bray Wyatt, they all want to make a good product, but the system and the company prevents them intentionally from doing so. So all, all I can theorize here and speculate is that the new day, like, oh, this is terrible. Oh my God, how, it's, oh God, we're, we're going out in 20 minutes. Um, let's do it around uh, a joke where what we make fun of you for being beaten up by one guy when at, we were two. That's how we lost the titles at Mania Night One. Um, yeah, let's just do that. Okay, because that is better than what the original plan was, and it's still utter guffins. Yeah, it was real bad. Like because the, I like New Day. I like Woods. I like Kingston. I think they can be very, very affable and likable chaps. But they lost their tag titles at the weekend. And they came out here and just looked so mm. unbothered by that fact. Came out there yucking and smiling and joking away. And I'm like, well, cool. Okay, so the tag titles mean absolutely diddly dick then. And then they get in the ring and they're like, oh, do you know what the problem with the tag team division is you lot? Is, is you two because you got beaten up by Braun Strowman. You brought shame upon the tag team division. Just, you know, let's just throw out some pop culture references. That'll pop the, you know, Twitter or whatever. And then Elias, the heel, makes the excellent point. You brought shame on the tag division by losing your tag titles to one guy. And the New Day, the baby faces just go, no, 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 but the problem's you. Shame. You brought shame on the division. I was like, oh, cool. So you're just in denial then? What are your characters? What, what yeah. was this? And then they just beat, and then they beat them and accomplished nothing. AJ and Omos, the tag champs, were not on this show. Randy Orton got a promo, uh, RKO, blah, blah, blah. Bray got a Firefly Funhouse segment. It was nice to see Mr. Rogers back with all the puppets. He was excellent. Of course he is. He had a, he had a great line just thrown in there about reality as a simulation. <laughs> it's just, what? <laughs> Which I, I, I like that. Best thing on the show, but actually achieved nothing. Um, no. And yet, I mean, I'm now in a position where I don't know what where anyone is because, like, Alexa Bliss, we we talking, oh yeah, Alexa Bliss is feuding with the Fiend, but I don't know if she is because the Fiend was mm. like, oh, good riddance to her. We, you know, we're moving past her now. We're going to be reborn. So I guess he's moving on. Alexa Bliss has now got new puppets, so I guess she's moving on. Randy Orton has 100 moved on. So that's just it. That's just it now. Yeah. Uh, and the main event was Drew versus Randy versus Braun to become the number one contender at WrestleMania. This is backlash. Uh, it was, you know, the, the the action and work rate in the ring is something that the performers have uh, a modicum of control over. And that, surprising, unsurprisingly, sorry, is where Raw does often excel. This was a very good match. Good three-way, had a lot of fun spots in. Um, Braun has dropped the choo-choo noise, which I'm actually a little bit sad about because, you know, why not just grab to anything that's kind of there? Uh, 
and he had a shiner as well from the the match with Shane McMahon. So he was obviously punched in the eye at one point. The Drew Randy stuff was really good, and the finish was very good. Braun got RKO'd, Randy pinned him, but Drew broke it up with a claymore to the side of Randy's head. Drew pins Randy. So why did Randy beat Fiend? Yeah, right. Like if you'd have if the result was oh we switched Randy beating the Fiend. It's because Randy's going to be facing off against Bobby for the title at, at WrestleMania. This is backlash. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, you know, it's not something I would have done, but at least that makes sense. But no, it's just they actually pinned Randy Orton here. So Drew Drew a claymore Orton and pinned him. So we're kind of in the same position we were in previously. And yeah, Randy's not getting out. And apparently, like Randy's gonna be off TV for a bit. So Randy gains even less from being the fiend. Randy actually gained nothing from being the fiend. So I don't know what the point of any of it was. With that said, the match was good and the finish ruled. Yeah. And as we said on night one, I I thought there was a gr- I, I really, really enjoyed the Lashley or sorry, the Lashley McIntyre match. And I particularly liked how certain elements were kept in the back pocket. Uh, that Drew never hit the claymore, that he passed out rather than tapped, that there was a little bit of MVP distraction, although it was pretty rubbish. Uh, But, you know, there's fuel there for a rematch. So I actually wanted to see them go at it again on the next pay-per-view. Quite rare that I I want that to happen. So I was like, okay, you know, Drew, Bobby, cool. MVP comes out after the match, and you're like, okay, here's the angle. Come on, Samoa Joe, reform the beatdown clan. Come on, Keith Lee, let's do something with the guy after they've just dropped him since January. It's neither of them. It's T-Bar and Mace still wearing their retribution masks, still with their stupid retribution names, and they beat up McIntyre. So now Bobby and MVP, I guess, are aligned with Mace and T-Bar, who are jokes. You know, very good. Dominic Dijakovic is an incredible wrestler. Dio Madden, you know, he's tall. He's never really done anything, but, you know, I liked him. I think he had good potential. But that they were a joke in Retribution. It's one of the worst factions in recent memory. They just fizzled out. They were they were the punchline to months and months and months and were beaten like a drum, lost all the feuds, one of which was against the Hurt Business. And here they are. So that doesn't make me in any way excited. It makes the pill I had to swallow about the Hurt Business being broken up just two weeks ago just crushingly frustrating. Because you do that, and then you're like, oh, actually, no, we need to give Bobby some extra muscle. But And your, your answer is Baron Corbin. Retribution. Like, it, it, is, it is like they are on purposely trying to make a, a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Done it again. Sorry. It's fine, mate. I'm, I, I mean, I had enough over the weekend. I think you really need to get some of these out of your system. Um, well, I mean, but do we know if he's joined them? As Corey Graves said at the end of the show, <sighs> did MVP have something to do with this? Oh, I don't know, Corey Graves. He was standing on the ramp and giving them orders. Maybe he did have something to do with this. But maybe I'm just a fucking idiot. And I'm just going to just believe what you tell me like a chump. I don't know if they joined the high business. 
it, maybe next week they'll just like do a big role reversal on this and they'll take the masks off and MVP will be like, no, yeah, well, they didn't get over with Ali and I'm blah, 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 blah. If that's the thing you're going to do, do that on this week's show because this is meant to be the reset show. This is where you're supposed to make people excited. You know what didn't make people excited? Having T-Bar and Mace beat up Drew McIntyre. No one was excited about that because they're a joke. No one takes them seriously. So now we have just got to be, we've just got to sit here like idiots with our thumbs up our asses, hoping that in the next seven days they do something good or they think of something good. But it is just, I would be surprised if they're just hired gains. It's just monster of the mm -hmm. week. And it's actually, what this is, is literally a repeat of the angle we got two weeks ago when Baron Corbin showed up. And in two weeks' time, these three will not be associated with each other again. And it will just be Drew's got to beat them in individual matches or some other crap. And that's it. And then off they pop because they're just, they're big lads. And that's why they're in this position. It was dreadful. An absolutely catastrophically bad episode of television that made me hate. I loved WrestleMania. I had such a fun time. It's made me hate everything. It's made me hate watching like wrestling as a whole. And I, I don't want to watch Raw next week. I might even ask for the day off so I don't have to watch it. Don't make me do that by myself. <laughs> yeah. All time, all time bad episode. Uh, absolutely shocking. And yeah, really, really bad. It's hard not to be sad and upset, isn't it? Uh, did, have you got the poll? What did I people say? Yeah. I mean, you gave us zero out of five. I agree with you. The zero out of five was not an option because there's only five numbers that we could put up on the poll, but it was uh, 61% gave it a one out of five raw fall. That is three weeks on the bounce <laughs> that uh, the community poll has given it a one out of five. 18% two out of five, 16% three out of five. Two percent did think that it was a five out of five raw super show. I'm going to presume they clicked the wrong button. Hey, come on. Russia's bots are trying to tear down Western democracy. I, I think it is more people just like, you know, trying to like scroll through Twitter. And mm -hmm. you just, like when you accidentally like a tweet that you didn't mean to. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's how they got voted for. Uh, I am so sorry to our Patreon class of today uh, because you're being inducted on this show uh, but may maybe you'll take some weird delight in that go over to our Patreon page of course to get your own shout out and we've got loads of exclusive content on there Luke and Adam Blompier will be reviewing Backlash 2000 this month in a full classic pay-per-view review but for now thank you he's no jackass Dano uh, sorry, I've actually lost where we are. Um, what's the date today? The 13th. Blompier's oh, number one fan, Tom Delves. Spoken class today, Jeremy Smith. The notorious Ali Atta. The man who wears the gold. The man recognized by Swaft Nation International as the 24-7 champion. Ah, legend. Michael Plowman. That's his name. That name again is Michael Plowman. My Immortal is my favourite song, Mashy. Golden, Nick Holden. Dr. Sophia Bonilla, DWOEVP. 
the intellectual saviour of the masses, Damien. Half man, half cop. Probocop. I actually got that thing. It's half man, half machine, all cop. Damn it, Probocop. And finally, Ryan B. Bad. You can go over to Patreon, get your own shout out there and wrestling nickname. Also, beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Get yourself a case of eight free craft beers, UK viewers only. And last call for these hyper chats. We've got loads to get through because it was a crap episode of Raw. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support will read out every single one of them to get through this together. Dean Breton. Dean Breton. Much like a pendulum. What <laughs> <laughs> about that? So, yeah. So, if you didn't see the show, Verk, the, the new commentator lad, um, said, well, much like a pendulum, this match has swung in one direction. That is not how a pendulum works. Much like a pendulum, I didn't like that, Raw. Crazy that despite the fact they have great wrestlers, nobody, not the great film, has a great character which stands out, is booked correctly or has a consistent story, bar three or four wrestlers on the roster. Uh, Vandalia, 1998. Ollie, your five-minute review reminded me why the only Raw stuff I watch anymore is your reviews and podcast. Forget the NXT call-up curse now. It seems it's being on Raw curse. Poet, The Poet's Poet. Uh, I just want to rub it in that I watched Elevation while you guys had to watch Raw. Also, I'm bummed I'm going to miss Ollie shaving his eyebrows live on Quizzlemania. That happens tomorrow as I will be shaving and competing. Josh Polson. Wow, usually it's a good thing when a rating system gets broken. <laughs> Not always. Scott Young. I can't believe I stayed up to 1am to watch Mandy and Dana versus Shayna and Nia for the millionth time, as well as Alexa Bliss have a doll who has skull teeth that genuinely gave me the fear when it jumped out. God, this was bad. At least NXT is tonight. I will be watching. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to the new era of NXT. Mitchell Johnson. While this episode of Raw was terrible, it did make me ponder. Are the women's tag titles a good thing? It seems they are often treated as a joke and the women around them treated as crap, terrible wrestlers. Do you guys think the uh, women's tag titles should go away? Hashtag jam that jam. I just book them better. It's not hard. It's not hard to do tag feuds. They just choose not to. Could say the same thing about the tag division on Raw. You know, yeah. uh, Chiara Angela Nasty. It's ironic how this is the title of the show year after year, but it's never clickbait. The only good thing was the new commentator, and I'm an Italian watching the show in Italian, so I base my approval on his smile. <laughs> oh, I wish I could watch wrestling just based on the smiles. Uh, the Derek, the Decker Dane. Bloody hell, this episode of Raw was woeful. I rolled my eyes when WWE turned Mandy's slip into a storyline. I sighed when Miz pinned Priest, and I just sat in disbelief as T-Bar and Mace seemingly joined the Hurt Business. Preach it, Luke. This company. Homer Star Fan 13. I haven't watched an episode of Raw since WWE moved to BT Sport, and seeing that episodes like this exist makes me happy that I haven't got BT Sport as it gives me an excuse not to watch. Uh, Dylan Star. Ollie, Luke, I'm so sorry for you guys having to do this. Here, have some money. I'm sorry. I'm so, so, so sorry. See you Thursdays for smiles again. Hashtag jam that jam. A lot of smile chat. 
Mm. Let's get that yeah. smile back on Thursday. <laughs> and NXT tonight. I think it'll yeah. be good. Uh, New Punk Rants. I've said it before, and it's very true now. Raw last night was a Russo show. It was mid-2000, mid WCW. <laughs> I think you mean like the middle of the year 2000 yeah. i'm so glad elevation is on mondays hashtag raw is nitro for the first I time mean, he's on the money i was gonna say the baby faces walked out of a tag team match and thought that was a bet that was better than winning that does sound like the sort of crap that russo would have booked yes uh james dobinson yes the show was awful yes we and the wrestlers deserve better but let's ask the serious question has ollie left the house and mixed with the general public since the haircut uh, I have, but I've been wearing a hat. However, I forgot what I looked like, and I got—I answered the door for a delivery earlier today, and the poor fellow looked at my head, must have thought I had some horrid life circumstance before me, and looked away. And there was there was an awkward embarrassment between us both. Ironically, he was delivering me a hat I'd ordered, which I. <laughs> Could have avoided if I had that hat. Descartes, WWE has to cut the legs out of their talent to keep them from getting over, or else that talent could potentially go to some other company or to Hollywood, and we can't have that. Uh, Patrick Koslovich Burkett, I'm with you boys. That women's tag match confused and pissed me off. RP Degnan, in the grand scheme of things, Riddle and his negative charisma gimmick, getting squashed by the world champ and Priest losing effectively three versus one is fine, if not good on another night, but the tag match and retribution was insulting to people who watch Raw. I, I'm just going to massively disagree with the Priest thing because, I mean, here's an option, uh, RP Degnan. Don't book it! It's just like, oh man, well, it's, it's okay because he lost a three-on-one handicap match. Well, I mean, you didn't have to book a three-on-one handicap match for him to lose after getting a big win at WrestleMania. Could have booked him in something else where he got a win and rode momentum as opposed to cutting that momentum off. Yeah, RP Degnan, address your own standards here. In the grand <laughs> scheme of things, Riddle getting, you know, it's it's... <laughs> terrible i am monkey 75 damien priest is the very reason i stopped watching nxt over aew between ember moon alistair black ricochet and countless others that i got invested in just to watch them get gutted on the main roster uh phil roberts uh, i really enjoyed last night's episode of raw and can't understand the negativity uh, only joking nearly worked I didn't watch it because I knew it would be crap. I did, however, catch Mr. Davis's rant and applaud his word, uh, his use of the word Sisyphean. Top word action. It was good. Uh, I was impressed. My, I played Hades recently. So I'm <laughs> down on my Greek mythology. Just know, yes, I felt sorry for Ollie for watching Raw. Then he said, screw you. And I feel he kind of deserves watching Raw and waxing <laughs> off the rest of this. So, so and his hair. I know it's just a wig. <laughs> Oh, it's very real. Like this? Probably. Uh, Muse, 6815. So a few years ago, Brian Alvarez made the comment that no one should watch Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I have to say I agree with him. You all can watch it, recap it, and I will continue to pay and support you for the pain you spare the rest of us. Jam that jam. I'm going to hot tag to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, mate, take a rest. The Adnap 2 said, guys, do you need a hug? And in fact, Manny Amaria said, sending you guys a cyber hug. Looks like you both need it. I'm done. I'm spent, man. 
Uh, Lewis De Silva, uh, I didn't stick my plans last year of taking a break after Mania. I powered through. One year on, I'm utterly depressed at this company's shocking levels of booking. It's borderline insulting. So I'm happy. I'm stepping away now, sending huge support to you dudes. We'll see you next week. Laramie <laughs> Shona said, I decided not to watch last night, and based off your review, I was right. So from now on, I'm only going to watch NXT, AEW, and SmackDown. Yeah, let's put over SmackDown. What a great show SmackDown is. Can't wait for NXT and AEW to start beating Raw in the ratings. Can't believe this is the same company that does SmackDown. It's the same lads. Same, same McMahon. New Punk Rant. I'd much, I'd much rather watch Dixie Carter TNA or 2000 WCW or whatever the F Raw is. Bray was buried. Priest was buried. Rhea's a robot. Nia sucks. I hate WWE so much. Thanks for watching so I can follow AEW 100%. Just remember, Raw is Russo. Nicholas Lammer. I don't smoke, but after the missed spots in Asuka Ripley women's tag match, the retribution business, I needed one. How long until they make a big check out for Cena? Yeah, I think uh, I, you know, what where's the star power on Raw right now? No, well, it's because they're quite actively making sure that none of them become stars, as someone <laughs> pointed out. In case they go elsewhere, uh, Boo Trick. If it wasn't for the consistent reminder of WrestleMania during the show, you could have told me this was a regular episode of Raw or, instead of the Raw after Mania. Yeah, a few people have said there's like oh, it's because there was no crowd there. They couldn't have done a, a traditional Raw after Mania. Uh, hairline watching ollie rage is hands down the best wrestling content this year keep bringing those smiles jericho x titan could there ever be a day where the last straw breaks the camel's back and wrestles talk stops covering most of wwe's main shows i feel like it's us fightful and going in raw we're the only people who are still doing it like everyone else brian zane stopped yeah yeah Can't, like they're stopping graded like they're bailing out on it all uh, Zachary Jenkins, Doc Davis, I'm so happy you finally see why I hate the women's tag division. It's actively damaging some of them and making me feel so dumb for no reason. Hey, look, can I get a cake quick? Get rowdy. We're getting rowdy. Um, Kamala Riv, every day I wake up and thank God for AEW. Remember a few days ago, one time 24-7 Peter Rosenberg told fans on Twitter to stop listening to Dave Meltzer? I genuinely want to know why there are people who seem to defend WWE despite these embarrassing shows yeah. shills shills hacks oh yeah pete roseberg is one of the biggest ones matthew mcfadden come after me rosenberg matthew mcfadden i'm starting a new job in less than two weeks and thought to myself i would love to have an argument with pete rosenberg about this show. <laughs> I'd, I'd run circles around him I'm starting a new job in less than two weeks and thought to myself, I should probably fix my sleeping pattern in time for that. Instead, I gave in and watched Raw until around 4 a.m. Safe to say, I made the wrong decision. Ben Greenwood, I stopped watching at Hell in a Cell 2019. Came back around the Rumble, loved the Uso versus Reign storyline, started watching weekly again. What a mistake that was. This was the reason I left. Adult wrestling fans are supposed to suspend their disbelief. How? Jay Walker, I refuse to give WWE a single penny, so I'll put my dollars where I get the most entertainment. Thank you, WrestleTalk, for all you do, especially to you, Mr. Davis, to your commitments, to the crazy bits that help raise so much money for charity. You guys are awesome. Sam Moore, I feel bad you guys had to sit through that episode. Keep up the great work. Jam that jam. I'm legit worried when NXT goes to Raw SmackDown. I pray Cole and Shirai don't make the move. It shouldn't be that way. Uh, Small Afro Games, Jaron Walker. Rushed home from the airport last night, coming in from Tampa, literally from being at WrestleMania because I was so excited for Raw last night. Ha, I'm stupid. Uh, Jaron actually did send us a video of the um, the moments when like the crowd started booing the Alexa Bliss thing, and it is as we kind of theorize it's because they realized they were breaking that act up. And everyone was mm -hmm. like, "Oh no, 
but we kind of like that act. Bottom class, I've not watched any WWE since Money on the Roof. Decided to watch along with you guys on Monday. Got to Miz TV, and that was enough. Just left your stream up instead. Then became much more enjoyable. James Hanley, people who say AEW is crap do offer valid criticism at times. But if AEW is crap wrestling, then what happened last night is good wrestling, then I guess I just like crap wrestling. I can live with that. I just feel bad for the talent in WWE. Frank Marina, I recently have not been watching Raw. Just watch you guys to save time. I, too, watched live last night thinking I'll be watching with friends. This should be fun. It's Raw after Mania. Nope, it was painful. Thanks for taking one of the for the team every week. If uh, Rosenberg just read, like, listen to this. Um, Bruce Pritchard has to go, says Chris Perez. This is all on him. Raw has been consistently bad since he took over. Andrew it's Lopez not. says, yes, I mean, Pritchard's it's bad. Vince. Yeah. Andrew Lopez. Hi, Luke. Hi, Ollie. Love the hair. Not being sarcastic. I haven't sat out to watch WWE for years. Um, five to be exact. And always watched your review since it's 1,000 times better after watching your Monday review. Made me feel like how I felt five years ago when I quit. Wilson Simons. I never thought I wanted cuckold storylines back. But I would <laughs> rather have that than serious storylines from Paul Heyman than whatever the F this is. Hairline said, have to agree, have to disagree with Ollie. My whole circle of 20-year-olds have stopped watching wrestlings, don't even watch the highlights anymore. When you ran away, people who watched the 30-minute version of your three-hour show, you effed up. Buy a pint, Ollie. Jake Melvin. Why, why is that disagreeing with me? I don't know. I think we're saying the same thing. Jake Malden, do you think USA will ever get to the point where they realize WWE is terrible and people are tuning out and wonder why Fox has the better show? Or is it just the money uh, or the money is just that good that they don't care? In fairness, it's the highest rated thing on USA Network or like one of the highest rated things that they have. So I'm sure they're delighted by their ratings figures because that's all that matters. Uh, Nate190, WWE does not care about booking in the Thunderdome. They have their TV money and their crowds can't react negatively. After having fans of WrestleMania being back at the Thunderdome now, we're in for a good few months. <sighs> One out of five shows. Austin Falco, hadn't watched Raw in a while, but WrestleMania, night one in particular, was good enough to make me tune in to see what they had in store. Safe to say, I won't be making that mistake again. I'll just let Mr. Davis tell me how bad it was on Tuesday. Joskin Alexander, it's completely ridiculous to promote WWE by having Bad Bunny and Logan Paul at WrestleMania only to put the worst episode of Raw in the last seven years and immediately discuss new and old fans of the product. Big hopes for SmackDown and NXT, long live AEW. Trevor Seifert, haven't watched Raw in months. Always tuning for the streams though, love your guys' work. Uh, what if we just do a WWE walkout, ruin the ratings so they can finally hear us and understand that the product is trash? Don't think that would change anything because there's different metrics or some other bollocks. Harrison Earl, I only watched Raw because you guys were doing reactions. Hadn't watched an episode since 2016. God, it's S-word. I'll never understand why people put themselves through it weekly. Uh, I'll do these last three and then I'll hot tag to you. Myron Speed, oh lads, the schadenfreude. I got from the live reactions, today's review was just beautiful. Remember, only two more sleeps till dynamite. There's only two more sleeps till dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky she for MV17. Afternoon, lads. I was watching live last night from the UK and fell asleep halfway through the Miss TV segment. And after hearing the masses say F this show, I just couldn't try and continue watching. So from so from what so I, I haven't saw, spoken I for a while. <laughs> Sorry, mate. So from what I saw, I'll give the show a one out of five. OFE. Bacon Rash, I booked time off work for Mania and Raw. I didn't bother with Raw, as I said yesterday. I can't do it until 4 a.m. So I watched Mr. Davis review it, then went back to the pub. Just got back home. Have a great AEW show instead. While half cut, you did this to me, Vince. Sham that jam. 
Hard takeover. Jordan Thomas. Seeing the T-Bar and Mason retribution might be worth it if we get to see them in nice suits. Yep, I, I think they'll I think they'll make something of it. But you know, I don't care really. Uh Darren Lloyd, Retribution debuted to destroy WWE less than a year later. Their lackeys for Lashley. Chaos Control. As a black man, it hurt to see the hurt business break up, but then to see that such good members were replaced this way just feels like a slap in the face. Mm. Sam Mort, do you think that they saw the Hurt Business were good and could see money, but thought Cedric and Shelton weren't worthy, and that's why they're now replacing them with the big boys, and come a couple of weeks, they'll pretend this was always the Hurt Business? Potentially. they're too small. small. mm. Uh, Vince is going back to the big guys. Dabakato, Amos. That's what he's comfortable with. That's what he likes. It's what he's comfortable with. It's what he knows how to do. The big boys. it's a man who's run out of ideas. James Dobinson. Bray is just embarrassing himself now. Bliss literally just pointed out that The Fiend is pointless and Bray trying to move on with his life in the Firefly Funhouse is borderline tragic. The guy needs to get a life. Uh, I don't think he's embarrassing himself, but yeah, it's not It's not fun as a fan of him. Uh, James Dobinson again. Overall, I'm an, a Bliss fan, but I don't even know what she is anymore. Is she a heel face tweener? Does she have powers? Or does she use illusions? Ooh, spooky, spooky. Maybe the only way to beat Charlotte these days is with superpowers. Where do you see this going? I think face Charlotte versus heel Bliss at SummerSlam. Oh, you think they're going to show Charlotte babyface again? I think they're going to have Bliss pretend to be a babyface and they'll do her versus Charlotte at SummerSlam. Nicholas Lama. After that episode of Raw, I've never been more excited for a Wrestle Talk Raw review. Thank you, Luke Owen and Dr. Wiley, I mean Mr. Davis, for the best Wrestle reviews. Do you think Bliss will get a new monster to battle Wyatt or Cinematch Fiend versus Fiend? I guess we could do Bliss versus Fiend in a Firefly Funhouse match. Mm hmm. It'd be fun with Alexa Bliss. Frank Marina, if you look at Randy Orton's face during his entrance at WrestleMania, his face said, this is about to be horse S-word. Yes, we brought that up, and I think that's very unprofessional. Uh, screw him for that. Uh, Vasca for life. The first WrestleMania since 14 I have not watched. Spent thousands crossing the pond. The whole thing is just dreadful. Disney will buy it for stupid money soon. <laughs> F this company. Uh, Ronan C, the most ironic part of the whole weekend has to have been the very beginning of Mania when Vince said the fans were the most important part of WWE. Well, they do yes. when they pay. And when they pay money for things, they are the most important person. Malachi Mesati, uh, praying for a Keith Lee NXT return, however unlikely. Oh, well, only one more year until WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania. It's the new name. Very good. Jack Krakombi. I feel really bad for Mandy. She was part of a great tag team with Sonya, now in a great story with Otis, but now she's in another tag team and she's being buried as well, all the women in this company. Uh, James Cody. My only problem with Matt Riddle being buried is that he's on the show at all. I believe and stand with Candy Cartwright, Riddle shouldn't be allowed in wrestling. Joe Nero West 7. I've realised I've hit my limit. Asuka loses her title in a last second story. Then her rematch is used as a background to Charlotte's story. Come on, mate. Her reign was used as a background to Charlotte's story. I'm only watching your reviews for the foreseeable future. I can't keep watching this product. Thanks, guys. Sigh. Rangers Mayhem. Samoa Joe return will be on SmackDown to face Roman to redo their previous feud that had the worst reaction on pay-per-view. You need another Samoan to feed to the Roman. Uh, I'm all for that. I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. 
especially with Heyman involved. Remember those Joe Brock matches? Oh, yes. Do you want me to hot tag? I'll do this bit. Dylan Starr, again, I'm so sorry. I will say I popped for Lilith as the new blinding of Isaac is five out of five. Luke, play that instead of watching Raw. Don't know what it is. I'm not, not sure what it is either. Jam Jam Gigolo. That's gonna be fun name. guessing yeah, on his emotions when he has no eyebrows. I'm gonna draw them on. They're going to be smooth as a baby's bum. Jam that jam. Baby bum brows. <laughs> James Hanley, four-year-old daughter, sees me watching your video. What are you watching, Daddy? Me. My wrestling show. Her. That one's hair is silly. Me. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Chris Reigns, next punishment should be they have to watch Raw and do the review. You <laughs> monster. <laughs> uh, and I'll just finish these off, actually. Leon Quashy, does MVP have something to do with this? I can't tell from my box-like structure. WWE leaving the heavy lifting for fans to dream the foundations for their booking. Uh, Tyler Duncan, hi, guys. Luke, you should do a, is WWE actually good? That's too big. That's too big a topic. Like, surely once you've done that, there's no, there's nowhere else to go. Uh, is wrestling actually good? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be interesting to see WWE compared to New Japan and other promotions. Thoughts? Hashtag jam that jam. Yes, please. Smooth Ollie. Cheer up, Ollie. Uh, I'll compare them for you. It's crap. Rob Steedley. Oh, uh, a lot of the naughty words. I was so happy to see you last night doing a live watch along. Then I turned the sound on. I'm so sorry you have to watch this crap show every week. At least you two entertain us. The best in the business. Hashtag Mr. Davis. Hashtag lukewarm. Thank you. Mactive247. Watching Raw was like a horror movie. Luke? This company. But on a positive note, I told you, Mr. Davis, those eyebrows are going. Ha 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 ha. Zachary T. Robinson. Never mind, guys. It's AEW and Quizzlemania tomorrow. You know, stuff you actually enjoy. Ollie, please try to do the Le uh, Princess Leia space buns with your hair before you shave them off. I don't think they'll... Oh, the, the, the wrapping round yeah. this way. Yeah, you sort of you basically almost got it. Um, Lynn Bell. I'm so sorry you have you all have to put yourselves through all this bad wrestling. You're all amazing for being able to keep your swear jar at a minimum. I don't know if Lynn sent this in before a little outburst. But at least there is hope tonight with NXT tonight and Dynamite tomorrow. Jam that jam. Sorry, Ollie's hair. Mactive247. Also, don't you guys think it's a bit early for Drew to get his rematch? I feel like Bobby should run through the roster, then get a match with Drew where he loses. But this is WWE. I've come to the conclusion their job is to traumatize us. Kevin! I would say the problem is, Mactive, is there's no one else. Because they haven't built any other stars. So there is Ooh. no one else for Bobby to face. Maybe Randy. He beat the Fiend. Oh, no. Not him either. Kevin, we often talked about Charlotte being a heel while treated as a babyface, but we don't often talk about how the New Day needs a heel turn. They were so good as heels and they feel so unbearable now. So that's a fair shout, actually. Mm. Uh, Bacon Rasher, I kind of feel a boycott is needed. AW last night, I hear, was great. Why not switch it up for a month and do elevation? Let's see how the views do for that as a trial. I, do, I don't need a trial, Bacon Rasher. It won't. Won't draw won't at draw. all, I'm afraid. It will not draw. Looking forward to Quizzlemania as always. Thanks for the Mania live streams. We love you all at Wrestle Talk. Thank you for those kind words. Bazo Banks, utterly pants was raw. There's a reason SmackDown main evented both nights of Mania. And come to think of it, 
all the good stuff from Mania did come from SmackDown. It's unbelievable this show is booked by the same SmackDown people. Jake Zimmers, here's my conspiracy theory. SmackDown, for the most part, has the more success than Raw in recent months because Triple H and the NX team are in charge of creative. How could Vince be this inept with his original flagship show? I'm sorry, everybody. That's not the case. Triple H isn't this big savior who's coming to save the day. He's, it's just another bit in the eternal struggle of WWE's never-ending crap circus. And Bazooka Banks finally, wait a minute, did MVP just forget that he got rid of the retribution problem? Good God, this show sucks all the crap. I literally do not understand how these people think this is good. It just makes no sense and shows pure incompetence. There it is. Oh, that's a lot of super chat. Thank you all so much for getting in touch with us. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, it's kind of, it's good to know that we're all on the same page with this because there's always that pang of worry when you release a video that is like worst blank ever. and then everyone goes like yeah no it was yeah i think you're right it was a really bad one so that's nice yeah that's nice we're all we're all on the same side uh and thank you ever so much to our wonderful moderation team oh, i know what we've we've been on these streams all weekend uh but there is a much larger team behind the scenes as well who have who have spent a lot of time and effort helping us out keeping the chat nice and lovely and doing amazing jobs and producer rich as well uh for his fancy graphics and little uh messages to us what's he just said now just just some kisses. oh two I mean, kisses I mean, I, I mean so yeah in all honesty uh, the the donations that you guys put in they were all read out you know probably incompetently by me but it would have been so much worse without our moderating team because they're the people who put it into a very nice document for me to then read right <laughs> we not do these streams without the, all the wonderful people behind the scenes here at, at russell talks so, yeah so give some shout out love to the moderators and producer rich in the chats yeah and uh just one last thing i hate you all for raising so much money for charity honestly i couldn't hate you any more than i hate you right now I'm not proud of any single one of you, you horrible group of people. I will be shaving off my hair and my eyebrows on tomorrow's episode of Quizzlemania. Luke's going to be there competing. Of course, we've got defending champion Sean Ross Sapp and Chopper Pete, fresh off his NXT podcast debut review. Domino's is on order. What time is it arriving? Haven't actually ordered it yet because it's not just pubs and stuff that are open this week. The fitness is as well. People can go and get fit in another building uh, now with gyms. And my lady partner has a freaking selfishly. She's booked, haven't you? Selfishly, you've booked an exercise class. When she's meant to be making me the baby. That's the contract we have. I'm meant to be the baby here. I have to have everything served to me while I lubber around on the sofa and go, oh, I need cuddles. Oh, I need my head stroked. Oh, I'm so tired. Can you get some more mayonnaise from the fridge for me for my pizza? I've run out of dip. Put the kettle on. There's no one here to do that. I'm not going to enjoy Godzilla versus Kong as much 
if she's not here to not enjoy it. <laughs> so no, I haven't ordered the pizza yet because I'm grumpy. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I hope you enjoy it when it does arrive. What are Classic you Mark, I'm assuming. Yeah, cool stuff, crust. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we actually don't have much on. Um, obviously, uh, the the Prince Philip died on Friday, which sort of threw into disarray a lot of the shows that we like to watch. So the MasterChef final was supposed to be on Friday, <laughs> then we were saving it, and uh, that got delayed, and now we have no idea when it's on. It also, uh, Great British Menu uh, was also meant to have its final for the London and Southeast. What a region, by the way. Bloody hell. One of the lads on there got 38 out of 40. Like that's an untold figures, wow. incredible scenes. Um, so we've got the judgings of that. Um, and we've just started watching, because um, it's now available on Now TV, Wellington Paranormal. If, I don't know if you've heard of this. No. I think it'd be up your street because it's by Taika Waititi. <clears throat> and it is essentially Ooh. what we do in the shadows, but with the X-Files. So it is two regular police yes. officers who investigate paranormal uh, instances. And I watched two episodes of it on lunch break, and it's very, very funny. I was, I, that's good. And, you know, it sounds better than what I had in my head, but you know I love terrible down under TV. I was hoping that there was some kind of most haunted series you were going to recommend, but from Australia with no, Wellington, no. whatever it was. That's a shame. Yeah, no, no, it's a comedy series, and it's it's very, very funny. The second episode with uh, cr uh, cop circles, which is when they go and investigate some uh, alien uh, abductions of cows in trees. Very, very good. Um, so, yeah, so I'll probably be doing some of that, watching some ER, and a very, very early night is what mm -hmm. I'll be doing. Oh, man, I cannot wait to get into bed at a regular hour and just sleep. Well, I've kind of been going to bed at weirdly regular hours. I've had like a 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. nap, like nap. Oh, that's a good nap. But that's like, that's the only, that's the max sleep I get. Mm. I've been having that. And I've also been having 6 till 6 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. And that's been my sleep in uh, biphasic sleep. You know, I'm, I, it's not terrible. I think all these young parents with their babies, and they're like, oh, no, I can't come out. No, I can't make the film club discussion. You know, pull your socks up, Jack. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> I've got a hob, man. You don't hear yeah. me complaining. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know, man. Like, uh, I'm... So we are working tomorrow now, aren't we? Because we're both doing Quizlemania. Yeah, yeah. But you can just do the evening. Yeah. I was going to go to Ikea tomorrow, but maybe I'll do it on Friday. Mm. I just want to build some stuff. I want to put, I mean, I've got some shelves I can put up, I suppose. And I've got, some, I've got a mirror I can hang. I just love it, mate. I'm that, I'm that person now. Let's see what my wife got me for Christmas. I finally picked it up when I, when I my, went to go see my in-laws. Uh, she got me um, woodworking weekend projects. It Ooh. is a book of like woodwork projects that you can do over a weekend. And I'm so excited about it. I'm th beyond thrilled about the possibility of building like a, a, a side board or, you know, like um, a, a chopping board or something like that. There's some really good stuff in there. If you need Can't anything, wait to see it. Wood talk. <laughs> 
I'm just I'm just conscious. I don't want to ask you any follow up questions because, because we're 90 seconds out. away from going live. Yeah, we're going to draw it to a close there. Uh, but hey, do you know who's back tomorrow? Pete and Tempest with the NXT review. Go support it because it might not be around for much longer. Hmm. You need to make it work. Uh, and then with Holly and I will be doing AEW on Thursday. The magazine show this week will be Adam and Denise. I told Adam that Denise thought the WrestleMania 32 with Triple H versus Roman Reigns was, quote, an excellent show with a great main event. So... <laughs> Adam is thrilled to be chatting with her. Uh, that's all that and more. Uh, take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.